Materia Media presents Adeline's Apothecary, a holiday special, Christmas on the Ridge. that time of year, that time of year come again, and I hear them sleigh bells ring-a-ling-a-ding-ding-ding-a-ding too, and I can't help myself, I, I got to take a little break from this story I've been telling you about the Coroni coming to town and all that, I got to take a little break to tell you a Christmas story, a good old Christmas on the Ridge story, well, it the year of Mamaw's passing, and she left us in the spring. Of course, she left us in the spring, her favorite time of year, right before the morel popped. I thought she'd stay with us, get one last taste of the sweet morel, but no, she moved on, just as peaceful and elegant as she always was, my mamaw. She'd been having some pain and some different issue that I was helping treat, and then one night she say her prayer, she shut her eyes, and she went on. She went on and left us like the quiet angel she really was. Well, I was so absorbed in my grief when Mamaw left that I didn't fully realize what I meant to do. Was supposed to call the authority and all that. Well, didn't much occur to me till finally my brother called, my little brother called, he in the big house. And he gave me his weekly call. He called every Sunday back then. He calling, and I could hardly speak. I could hardly tell him what happened, but we was talking about this and that, and he's asking lots of questions, and, and he started asking about Mamaw body, and I says, well, she's still upstairs, and he said, what you mean she's still upstairs? Have you called anybody? And I says, well, no, who do I call? And he said, Adeline, you gotta call Ralph. Call Ralph. He'll help you through it. He'll help you through all the detail. And I kind of wake up a little bit, and I says, oh, oh, right, right. And he say, have you told anybody? And I says, well, no, not really. Who there to tell? And this boy, he start chuckling. He have a big old chuckle, and he say, Adeline, what we going to do with you? So anyway, I finally caught Ralph down at the funeral home, and he didn't bat an eye. He real kind soul, real kind soul. He helped me out, didn't bat an eye. And I didn't really want to bury Mamma in the cemetery, but that where Papa were, so it only right. But really, I prefer, prefer for them both to be buried up on our land, up on the ridge. Well, not a whole lot I could do about that. So... We had a service for Mamma, and of course half the town there. Mamma, she everybody friend. She have so many friends, and I could hardly take it being there and all the fuss, all the the you know. But after that, I just went back to the farm, and I'm not sure what happened in that next period of time. It a bit of a blur to be honest. 
I know I was here on the farm keeping up things best I could back then. We still had a 20 head of cattle and, and a lot of neighbor. We was helping make medicine fur and help helping out on their farm. And, and Mamma had been doing all kind of stuff for all kind of folk. And I tried to take over that, but but really I was keeping to myself. And and then and then one day, one day I was out the barn cleaning out some muck and trying to get on top of thing, everything kind of getting out control, out of my control. And I hear a car honking down into the drive. Oh, it honking so loud and it just don't stop. So I go over in the wood and start walking down that way, see what's going on, but keeping myself hid case it a crazy. And I walk along and guess who I see? Guess who I see? If it ain't my brother Hank in his city slicker shoe and dress up clothes walking up the muddy drive. So I just watch him from the wood. I'm a little confused why he here so so I don't go out and, and he go to the house and knock and and back then I always keep the door locked. I was a bit of a bit of a safety girl you might say. I always kept things locked up after Mamma passed and I out here on my own and and so so he can't get in the house and he start yelling and, and at this point I don't know what to do. There I is in the wood and he yelling and, and I confused and and then I hear, I hear these little chillin'. Here's some little chillin's voices down in the drive. And then I hear it. Oh, I hear it. If it ain't a little baby cry. I hear a sweet little baby cry. So I run down through the wood. And if it ain't my little niece in her mama arms, a screamin' her head off. So I come out the wood and I says, Uh, hello. Hello, Linda. And Hank kids look at me, look at me, and they says, Who are you? And I says, Well, I'm your Auntie Adeline. And they just, just kind of stare at me like I, like I'm some kind of, I don't know what. And Hank wife, Linda, she looked real tired, real beat down. So I says, Can I help you there? And she say, Where's Hank? And I says, Um, I'm not sure. And she just get back in the car. She get back in that, that van they's got. So about this time, Hank walk up and he say, Where the blank you been? And I says, Well, right here. I've been looking for you for an hour, he say. And I frown. I don't think it been that long. Well, unlock the gate, he say. And I says, Uh, you all coming to stay? or? And he say, Yes, we're coming to stay at our farm too, isn't it? Well, no, no, it wasn't their farm too, actually. My mamma, she sighed in her last year to leave the farm to me. And this been a big deal with Hank ever since she passed. He been saying it his land too, and we got to split it up and all this, all this. But fortunately, Mamma, she had a friend in town, real smart friend. And she set this all up with him, and he know. He know how to help me, how to protect me. But anyway, I says, well, I'm not exactly set up for company, Hank. And he say, whatever, open the gate. We're exhausted. Kids need to, you know. And he say they need to use the facilities. But then we look over and his little boy, Hanky Jr., Hanky Jr., already going in the wood. And Hank mutters something about this and get in his van. And, and I see his wife seem to be crying. 
Well, what day was that? That was the day before the solstice, I believe, and they drive up from Florida, have Christmas with their Annie Adeline, and see their grandpa and their grandma and some other aunties, I guess, but really, really, I figure out Hank just come, come to check on the farm. He was doing all kinds of investigative work. He liked detective, sniffing around the farm and asking me about this and that and the cattle and the crop and the taxes and all this. And, and see, I've been alone, been alone for so long doing things my way, you know, that I didn't really know how to handle the stress of all this. I had Hank and his wife in my bedroom with their sweet little baby, over that baby. She had my eyes, yeah, yeah. And kids was in the living room, and I was in the dump room. Back then, it was still Mamaw's sewing room, crafty room, but it was fast becoming the dump room under my care, yeah. So I in there, and Hank kid, they good kid, but you know, they scared to the wood when they first come, and they didn't want to visit Creek or go fish or do nothing, but finally we got them out, and that the one thing me and Hank agree on, one thing we do together, head out, go fish. So we teach them kids to fish, and that was fun, but the rest of that holiday, you can imagine, Anyway, Christmas Eve come, and Hank decide he gonna get a turkey. He and Daddy actually decide they's gonna get a turkey. I ain't seen Daddy since summer before. After Mamma passed, we had a big falling out over the farm, cause he also thought the farm ought to go to him. But no, Mamma left it to me. But Hank tracked Daddy down, and they get to drinking like they does, and they decide they gonna get a Christmas turkey. So they get up early Christmas Eve morning and head out the wood. Daddy's sleeping down in the basement. And usually I up early for the dawn, but that time my nerves such a wreck. I was uh, maybe using a little stronger medicine, help get sleep at night. A little of this herb, a little of that, maybe having a drink or two. And, and so I wake, uh, sun barely up, and, and hear a gunshot down the wood. I wake, hear that gunshot. Then I hear some hooting and hollering, Daddy and Hank hooting and hollering, and that weren't no shotgun shot, no sir, that a rifle. Now who out getting a Christmas turkey with a rifle? So I gets my jumpsuit on, splash some cold water on my face, wake up, head down. I hardly seen Hank's wife, she just went up in my room, hardly ever come out, and when she did, it pretty clear she'd been crying, poor thing, but she wouldn't let me help with that baby, I could have taken good care of that baby, but she wouldn't let me touch her, wouldn't even let me use the calendula cream I done made up for that little sprout, no, but anyway, their daddy and Hank is, and they come up hooting and hollering, and does they got a Christmas turkey? Does they got a Christmas turkey? No, sir, they done shot something else. Come here, we need your help, they says. And boy, do they think they done something wonderful. So I grab my medicine bag, cause whatever it is they done shot, gonna need my blessings, need my prayers. And we head down, down the creek, and they chuckling, talking amongst themselves, and finally we get up, up on the ridge. And there she be. There she be. Big, beautiful black bear. They killed my mama bear. Bear of the ridge. Bear of, bear of the soul of this here ridge. Soul of this ridge. They killed her. Me and Mama, we love that mama bear. 
We'd watch her every year with her cubs and foraging our land and putting up for winter and cleaning out in the spring. And and I felt in that moment that, that they had not just killed our mama bear, that they had killed me. They had killed Mama all over again. And I knew without a doubt why the ridge been entrusted to my care. And I felt that care. I felt the weight of the responsibility. So I rose from the side of my mama bear and I went to the great mama pine of the ridge. And I took a branch of her green needle and put it upon my bear friend. And I prayed the word best I knew how. And even Hank and Daddy shut their loud mouths for one short moment. And I don't even know what come out my mouth, but I, I went a bit wild after that. And all I really remember is Daddy and Hank dragging me away from that bear. And I was crying and all the pain, all the years, it all erupting. And my mamma being gone my first Christmas without my mamma, it all erupting. And these men, these men causing such trouble in my life, it all erupting. So I got back to the house and took up my own gun. Of course, it not loaded. I ain't a fool. I took up my gun and I says, okay. It time for everybody to go on home. This little family gathering done over. And Hank and Daddy choose that moment to go to town. Go to town on me. How this be their farm too. This be their land too. And Hank threatening a lawsuit, legal action. And Daddy egging him on and saying how it ain't right. How his mother in heaven never meant for this. And his father in heaven wouldn't stand for it. And I was just about to lose my mind just about to totally lose control on these men. When I turn, we was out in the yard, and I turn and I see Linda, and she dressed in her Sunday best, beautiful city dress flowing around her. She a real pretty lady, and she got her scarf wrapped around her head, and that little baby a-sleeping in her arm. And there we was, a-yelling and a-screaming, and, and we all stopped to look if it wasn't a vision, a vision of Mother Mary and her child, the Christ child, coming across the barnyard. And she come over in her nice, calm way. She had a, had a real nice voice, soft voice, and she say, it's time for church, you all. Go clean up and get changed. And so me and Hank and Daddy, we just went silent, and we got ourselves cleaned up. Uh, I got in my truck and had my nephew and my niece. They let me drive them into town, and and we all went to church Christmas Eve service. I ain't been to church since before my mamma passed. And the end of the service, we all got in a big circle like we do every year Christmas Eve, and each person got a candle. And my candle, I get to light my little nephew his candle, and the light spread all around the circle. And we sang, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, 
around yon virgin mother and child holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace and for those few moments that night in the light with our own mother mary and little christ child our family come together in the memory of all that is good and pure and true and i knew i knew in that moment that we could we could really be a family with all our difference all our issue all our pain of thing past we could if we could just let that light let that light come up in us and live I'd like to thank all of our listeners and the crew at Adeline's Apothecary, mixer Scott Hirsch and music composer Daniel Wright at Echo Magic Sound, producer Matthew Burr, and our lovely illustrator, Michelle Enamark. This is Holden Abigail Osborne, writer and narrator, wishing you all a happy holiday and looking forward to a good new year. For herbal recipes using white pine and more stories, please visit adelinesapothecary.com.